Nosy Nancy's is a true crime podcast that deals with real life situations. If you are sensitive to any of the trigger words, this is not the podcast for you. Listener discretion is advised. And I'm Jasmine, and welcome to Nosy Nancy's episode three. Ooh, the big three. I was going to say the big three O, and that wouldn't make any sense. The big three O. No, this is just the the third one. Calm down. I know. I'm surprised we've even made it. We've even made it to three, to be honest. I know. I know. It's been tough going. Yeah. We usually have a psychotic breakdown by now, so. Yeah, that's true. We've had a few of those, though. Yeah, go ahead and pat yourself on your on your back, Jasmine. Thank you. No mental <laughs> wards for us. Yeah. We're doing good. We made it so far. Um, well, how was your week? Well, so I've been, <laughs> I've been eating, I've been trying to eat healthy, you know, to like, not just to lose weight, but to like, you know, feel better or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've been eating a lot of vegetables. And uh, let me tell you, I forgot that beets turn everything red, like blood, like blood red. So yesterday morning, I wake up and I take my morning pee because that's what normal people do. Yeah, that's and normal. I- I freak the fuck out because I'm sitting here thinking I'm bleeding from my urethra Franklin. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally was like sitting there Googling like bladder cancer, colon yeah. cancer, yeah, kidney cancer, you know. Uh, I am, I'm kind of pissed because, you know, you know me, I'm like a horrible hypochondriac. Why didn't you fucking tell me that you were dying or something? I would have done everything that I could do to help you. Oh my God. If I would have told you, you would have freaked out with me. You would have been like, you're absolutely dying. (laughs) You feel like you're like, (laughs) I would have made it so much worse. Yeah. You would have been like, you have cancer. And syphilis. I know it. (laughs) This is what you would say. And this is the bad thing about it. It's like, I should have known because my mom, about 12 12 or 13 years ago, uh, she got her husband up in the dead ass in the middle of the night one night to rush her to the emergency room because she thought she had, like, colon cancer because she found blood, like, in her stool. Drives her ass out to the ER, which was, you know, they're out in Wimberley, not to dock my mom, but she'll be fine. <laughs> she'll be fine. <laughs> Just think, my mom is like me times ten. So they'd be like, they go in there, they try to kidnap her, and they'd be like, never mind. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> they'd walk into the house, and she'd be like, oh, welcome. 
Did you see my kitchen decor? Like, and, then, and they'll take one look and be like, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, I love your mom. <laughs> I know. I love her too. But so she, she made my poor stepdad wake up in the middle of the night and drive her to the nearest ER, which was in San Marcos, which is like only like a 20 minute drive, but still at three o'clock in the morning. So she goes into the emergency room and she's like, I'm bleeding. And they're like, okay, okay, let's calm down. And then they were like, they examined, I, I don't know how exactly this, oh, I think they gave her a colonoscopy. Yeah. And they were like, (laughs) after this, I don't know if you've ever had a colonoscopy. I've never had one. No, but, I've never had one. Well, apparently they're very invasive. <laughs> so after this whole long ordeal, the doctor's like, sits her down. And he's like, so have you been eating any beets lately? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And he's like, it was just beets. How many beets was she eating? How many beets were you eating? Literally. Has it become like a staple in your... No. I li- I literally had like a bag of dried beets that were like, they're like beet chips. And they're okay. like, it wasn't like a big bag. It was like literally like maybe eight ounces. No, maybe like four ounces. Like not a lot. So it doesn't take a lot. But apparently that, like, your body gets rid of that color any way it can. I didn't know it. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could pee it out. I remember when that happened to your mom. Because I remember you telling me about it. Because she was <laughs> waiting, waiting to hear back from the doctor. Oh, but that's I, right. That wouldn't have even occurred to me if you would yeah. have, like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking, like, pissing blood. <laughs> I wouldn't have been like, have you been eating beets? I would have been yeah, like, oh my God, let me come you see. Would have been, you would have been like, you absolutely are dying is what you would have yeah. said. Yeah, I definitely would have made it worse. When we lived together, one of us was having, you know, cancer or. Yeah, or one of us terrible. was always dying. <laughs> yeah, sure. How was your week? It was good. It was good. Um, I went on a date with this guy and mm-hmm. it went really well. He's incredible. It was really, really nice. I really love him. And um, <laughs> I really love him already. I love him so much. I do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I wish that she was joking, but she's not. <laughs> Yeah, like one knows everything. About me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you love a cliggy bitch because that's me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that for you. Um, but so we, he lives farther away than me, and we decided to meet in like a neutral area. We're about like I don't know. We're about we're like an hour and a half away, or an hour, almost two hours, I guess. Yeah, But um, we met at a neutral spot and I knew I work an hour away. I know your sister knows how scattered everything is out here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My sister lives not far from Jasmine. Yeah. And um, she's in the she's in the hospital right now. Dude, I saw that. Yeah. 
Is she okay? I think they're going to try to intubate her because she won't. She's got pneumonia and she's got sepsis. So, oh, fuck. Well, because she had a so she's diabetic. She's been diabetic since she was four. And she eventually had to get with what happens with diabetes is like eventually like it'll break down um, the blood vessels in your eyes and it'll like it'll ruin your kidneys. And um, she had to get so she's legally blind and she had to sorry, she had to get a kidney transplant. But when you get a kidney transplant, you have to take these anti-rejection pills. So your body's immune system doesn't get, you know, doesn't kick that fucker out, right? Right, right. So basically the anti-rejection pills suppress your immune system. So she literally has no immune system. So she gets sick like that. I mean, quick. As quickly Uh, as you fall in love, my sister gets sick. (laughs) 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 But yeah. Yeah, so we're we're pretty worried about it because the pneumonia is viral. There's not much you can do about it. You know? Right. Right. Damn. Yeah. But anyways, continue about your your love life. Anyway, so I I work an hour away from my house. So I didn't want to come back and like have to get ready or do anything. So I had to make sure that like my look was pretty solid and I've got to say like my, I got such beef after that day with the fucking packaging that the beauty industry is deciding to use because it's like either something comes out. I guess I didn't realize how many like just spray mist bottles that I (laughs) that I use on a regular basis. Like I have like a a setting mist spray Mm. and like, just like a hydrating mist spray. I've got sprays for my hair. I mean, I'll opt for like an aerosol can. Do you Uh, have a, um, do you, there's something I've been wanting to find and it's called, um, man repellent spray. Do you have that? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know where to, do you know where to get that? Or should I just keep being myself? Because that that needs to work too. <laughs> that still works. That still works fine. But I'm trying to And it's great. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to like think for the future, you know? <laughs> no, I don't have uh I, I mean I'll opt for a fucking aerosol spray can when I can. Like, I'm sorry, environment, but like these fucking beauty products, the way that they come out, either they come out the way that they're supposed to, which is like a fine mist, or the damn hole in the in the spray cap gets clogged up, and then it just shoots out like <laughs> globs of shit. And like I'm sitting there with this man, he has no idea how like how many fucking beauty products like that I took cum shots from that, oh that my God. <laughs> to get prepared for him. So, but the date was fine and everything and your, oh, your makeup stayed. Yeah. I mean, it stayed as good as it can. Like my car doesn't have AC either. So, and then I got to where we were meeting and he was like, I'm still about like 20 minutes away. So I'm like sitting in the heat. Oh no. <laughs> I don't wear base or foundation or any of that shit. 
Well, you're naturally like beautiful. I have like fucking uh, huge pores and shit. Jasmine, uh, stop. You're naturally beautiful. What are you talking? No, I do have big pores. People just don't see it. Well, actually, I don't see it because I don't have glasses. I lost my glasses, so I'm like everything's blurry. So every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, it's like a filter. You know what I mean? Can you not see? <laughs> Can you not see without your glasses? <laughs> uh, they're not like I don't have I don't have bad vision, but when I was dating my ex, um. I'm not going to say his name, but he's he's 15 years older than me. And uh, God, he does listen to this. So anyways, when I was dating <laughs> him, I, I had like when we met, I had lost my glasses. OK, mm-hmm. he was like 45 when we I like older guys. I've always liked older men. But when we, when, but like a couple years into our relationship, I got glasses again. And I remember putting my glasses on and being like. Oh my God! You're you're so much older than I thought. And I took my glasses off. <laughs> uh, no, he's. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, but he's so good-looking. But I was just like, holy shit! Like you just don't realize, you know? Like <laughs> everything it's just like, like melted together. Well, when you have astigmatism, it's like. It's like walking around with with the fucking Instagram filter, you know, on yeah, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So I like to keep my Instagram filter on me uh, every time I look in the mirror. So I just don't get my, I don't have my glasses on <laughs> ever. I never got my glasses again. I do have, I have a ton of, I have a ton of pores and wrinkles. <clears throat> well, I and never bad. noticed. The last time I saw you, you looked incredible. Oh, stop it. You are drunk. No. (laughs) (laughs) You looked incredible. Remember, this is what happened. This is fucking what happened. (laughs) The last time we went, we hung out. Okay. I was up there towards, and I was in East Texas because my sister lives close to Jasmine. And I was there for, I think it was Christmas. And so we go and meet at a fucking IHOP. Was it IHOP or Denny's? It was fucking IHOP. <laughs> fucking IHOP, man. So we walk into this IHOP. And look, Jasmine is strikingly gorgeous, okay? Like, she just she looks like a... You you do. You look like a porcelain doll. So we walk in, and the <laughs> and the lady behind the... Behind the like, the hostess is like... <gasps> she looks at Jasmine. She goes, oh, my God. You're so <laughs> beautiful. And Jasmine's like, oh, thank you. Like a little Libra that she is. And um, and then she's like, yeah, oh my God, your your hair. And like, you know, completely just gushing over Jasmine because, <laughs> I mean, she's totally gush worthy, right? So, and, then she, and then she like looks at me and she's like, oh, well, you're pretty too. <laughs> and I was like. I was like, listen, I just want sausages. <laughs> I want pancakes and sausages. I don't give, like, a, shit. I don't give a shit. Remember you being like, well, I may not be as pretty, but I'm fucking hilarious, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit of my hilarity. No, you're, you're the funniest person I know. Well, Jasmine, to be fair, you don't really know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who are we kidding? 
<laughs> let's don't let's don't lie to our listeners, okay? <clears throat> yeah, it's true. My circle consists of two people. <laughs> yeah, me and the new guy. <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about today. I know you would think that we don't. <laughs> I know, but we do. We do. We do. Um, I'm going to just jump right into mine because I'm going to do two. Um, Because again, these older victims, there really is not too much coverage for them. There's not too many details or anything because this was before everything kind of hit the media in a hard way. Mm -hmm. Um, But the next... Austin victim uh, to be identified was Fernando Ortiz. He was found in the Colorado River on June 18th of 2016. And he was discovered by two people fishing in the middle. It was like middle of the afternoon, I guess, around like 302 was when they called the police out. Yeah. Um, at the at the time of his death, he was 35 years old. Now, with him, I kind of tend to wonder if he is connected or not, because a lot of the victims are like very well educated and around the same age or near the same age. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that so, does seem like a common theme, especially yeah. with like the older victims as well. But I will say that because. This is the theory is that that is that they're, you know, the smiley face killings is basically a cells of, of, of different groups of, of um, murders, I guess, right. in different in different cities. So the M.O. could change because they're different people. It could it could change a little bit. You know what I mean? I would I would agree with you that he probably isn't related to, to the smiley face killings only because <laughs> of where his body was located. Um, uh-huh. But the Colorado River, I mean, Lady Bird Lake is the Colorado River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. So, yeah, but exactly. He was, but he was up really far, um, like, east, right? I yeah. Think he was up east, yeah. Again, there's not a, a lot of uh, information on his background or anything. So, as far as education or anything like that i'm i'm not sure he did love to fish so he's he's uh, is a, another waterman like he spent a lot of time on the water fishing and he also uh enjoyed taking trips to the to the coast he knew how to swim probably yeah yeah so there was no like water issues there again i mean i would think if you're if you're loving to be around the water, which personally I cannot fucking stand open water (laughs) at all. It terrifies me. So, I mean, I would not be near the water, but I figure people who love the water, I mean, they probably know how to handle themselves in it. Like. Absolutely. But he was also a carpenter too. So, I mean, he was a strong man. Oh yeah. A lot of upper body strength. Yeah. Ton of upper body strength. I mean, you know, it's another one that, like, I question if it's related or not because there's just not enough information here. But again, it's kind of like if he loved the he loved the water. He was a strong man. So, oh, something absolutely weird happened. I mean, 
it may not have been like the smiling face killers, but some, I mean, somebody probably. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was another one that, you know, as soon as he was found, it was just, you know, accidental, accidental drowning and no sign of trauma. So they just didn't investigate it any further. But I'm going to go ahead and do another one. Louis, he went by Louis Ramirez. Mm. He, he was, uh, he's our, our DJ. And I think he was probably pretty popular in the area because he had been DJing for a long time. Yeah, he kind of had a, he had a good reputation. Yeah. And you said that you had like mutual friends of his, right? <clears throat> or you, yeah. you well, so I was, when I first, so, so his case was like the case that really made me be like, okay, hold up. Something's not right with all these bodies because, I mean, I'm going to let you, I'll let you say it, but, um, so I really got into his, I really got into his case and I kind of, I like, I like, you know, cyber stalked him. I checked him up on Facebook and like, there's one girl that was friends with him that I have like 38 mutual friends with. And then he also did like, I have, I have a friend who um, is in a great local band here in Austin. Um, And he's a DJ for that band. And he has a ton of mutual friends with, with, with Luis and um, feel like I'm connected, you know, right. In a weird way to him because yeah. He is somebody I didn't know him, but I know people who did know him, you know. <clears throat> well, he was evidently like a super cool and and sweet man. Like he seemingly like just had a very gentle, kind, caring nature about him. Um his obituary mentioned that he um, he was the type of man that even if it was his last dollar, he would give it to a person in need. He uh, was a DJ because I guess he chose that career path because he had a, a major passion for music. But he also was like very well educated. He went to St. Edwards University. That's a good school. Yeah, it's a good school. And um, he earned a double BS degree in psychology and political science. Oh, this guy. He, see, another, just another smart, successful man. He uh, DJed at the Lanai Club and also at the, at the Kingdom Club. So the Lanai Club is on Congress and then the Kingdom Club is on East 7th. But I think, I think, didn't somebody mention that he was DJing on a rainy street the night that he. Yes. So the night that he, yes, the night that he disappeared, he was uh, DJing on rainy street. Okay. So he was familiar with rainy street. Right. Right. Um, and I also, uh, I could not find anything to confirm if this was him. Cause I know another victim also had a fear of water, but I did see somewhere too that he had a fear of water and wouldn't have gone. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't swim and he was afraid of water. Yeah. So just like me. 
Yeah. So that's that's and that's why this that's why he really made me like that's why I was like, okay, this is this is crazy. Because if you're if you're somebody if you're terrified of something like me with caterpillars, I don't go yeah. anywhere near fucking caterpillars, okay? Right. Like yeah, you if you're you won't catch me hanging out near the fucking water. I mean, I no. may sit by it and that's fine, but I'm not like I'm not doing anything to put myself at risk of falling in. But you also like know how to swim. Yeah, you know? that's true. This guy didn't know how to swim. He 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 was afraid of water. He knew he knew where the lake was because he Yeah, I mean, he lived familiar. in Austin. Yeah, he was familiar with with Rainy Street. So he knew where not to go. So right. I highly doubt that he just he <clears throat> wa- he just wandered to the lake. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't to me either. Um, he was found floating in Ladybird Lake. I'm not exactly sure who he was found by. It didn't really say. But I do know that he was found uh, close to the 200 block of East Riverside Drive, which is pretty fucking close to... Bum, bum, bum. The Holiday Inn. Fucking Holiday Inn, bro. Fucking coming up everywhere. There's no way it can't be connected. Lady Bird Lake um, flow is from west to east. You know, the current does flow that direction. So if they did fall in upstream, then yeah. They would float by there. Right, right. But it is it is a strange coincidence that they're that they're being found right there. Well, like Aaron, Aaron Rublick just randomly got dropped off there by yeah, his Uber. That's, yeah, that's bizarre. Right before that's he bizarre. he went missing. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I think something's up over there. He loved to walk around and enjoyed hiking. Um, okay, wait. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. If if he was a hiker, then he was he was probably pretty familiar with with learning how to navigate his body through like different terrain. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So like if he were to go on the banks of Ladybird Lake, like I think he would be able to to maneuver his way, you know. Right. And stop himself from falling in. I've heard that there's points of entry that like are shallow one second and then are like a deep drop off, but I mean yeah. Yeah. And we don't know exactly where he, you know, we don't know where any, we don't know exactly where any of these victims went into the water. At. Yeah. So yeah, it's, exactly. hard, it's hard to say. He was 37 years old when he passed away. So he was a little older than the other guys. The APD did say at the scene that it didn't indicate that the death was suspicious or of a homicidal nature. Well, I'm ready to tell you about, about my guy. You're ready to listen. I'm ready to hear it, baby. Okay. So this is the case of a guy named Todd Guybe on Saturday, June 11th, 2005, 22 year old Todd Guybe went to meet a group of friends at a local bar in Casanova, Michigan, called the Half Moon Bar 
and grill. At around 9.30, the group left to attend a keg party in an abandoned apple orchard about two miles from the bar and located only a mile and a half from Todd's apartment. So he was close by where, where he lived. Yeah. I'm assuming that Casanova, Michigan is not a big like town. So I've never heard of that. Yeah, me either. I've heard of Casanova. <laughs> the man. The uh, man. But, yeah. I've met a couple, but not Casanova. <laughs> yeah. Um, never so heard I'm of assuming it. it's everything's pretty much kind of like close together. Um around twelve forty five, things became tense at the orchard when a fight broke out and threatened to turn into an outright brawl. Todd an outgoing funny guy, decided that was enough for him, and he wanted to leave the party and started walking on foot, calling his friend, who he had rode there with, but decided not to stay, and ended up dropping Todd off alone. So, so he rode there, he rode to the party with a friend. Yeah. Who just rode, dropped him off and left. Yeah. So he, so I think what happened is that they, he met his friends at the bar they decided they wanted to go to the orchard party, which I guess is a common thing in Casanova. And then, I guess, I, guess I, I mean, we had we had parties out in, like, cow pastures, but, and up by yeah. the river, but never. Anyways, um, and I guess they decided they didn't want to go, so they just ended up dropping him off by himself. Todd did not get through to his friend and ended up leaving a voicemail saying he was going to go ahead and walk back to his apartment. Again, it was like a mile, mile and a half. Um, Todd was familiar with his area, with the area, so it was strange when Todd made a series of phone calls between 12.47 and 12.57 a.m. In one of the calls to a friend, Todd simply said, I've had enough, and in another he said, I'm in a field. So these were two different two different phone calls to two different people. Correct. Yeah. The concerned friend called back. The phone picked up, but all the friend heard was heavy breathing before the phone cut out again. That would That's give like, me chills. This th- this case is pretty creepy. That was the last time Todd Guy's phone was used and the last time anyone heard from him before he would go missing for 21 days. So again, these guys are with their friends. You know, they get they get separated and then they go missing for a long amount of time. Yeah. And the same with the Austin guys, like out with a group or whatever. And then just mm-hmm. fucking like for whatever Wander reason. Off. Yeah. Just get separated. Fifteen hundred police and volunteers, along with an aircraft, made up the massive search that scoured the orchard and the surrounding areas, as well as a stretch of road he was assumed to have walked alone to get home. Scent dogs were dispatched, and they followed a scent from the orchard to the road home, but stopped midway, and his scent was never picked up again. I would assume that somebody picked him up. I mean, the trail just fucking ends. They searched the area three times and came up with nothing. On July 2nd, 2005, three weeks after Todd went missing, Jim Wilde, a resident who lived on Ovid Hall Lake, and his wife walked down to the edge of the lake where they had tied up their canoe the night before. 
Oddly enough, the canoe was nowhere to be found. However, his wife did spot what she thought was the body of a beaver across the lake near the opposite side of the shore. How the fuck did she see that? I would not be able to fucking see that. I know. (laughs) Well, that's that's a good question because um, I saw a picture of this lake. And this really wasn't a big lake. It was more like a retention pond. Okay. It was probably like five or six yards across. Okay. Um, When Jim realized the beaver wasn't moving, they decided to walk around the lake and investigate. That was when Todd Guybe's remains were were found, floating in an upright or standing position. In an upright position? Yes. Ew. I know. So fucking. Ew. That's terrifying. I know. So, so terrifying. I mean, it's never not terrifying when you, when you find somebody's body, but like, but like to see them standing upright and then like, so he, he was like in an upright position, but like his, he was kind of slumped over. So his shoulder and the side of his face were sticking out of the water. And then Ooh. everything was below the water. That gives me chills. That's what I'm like saying. This case is so, so creepy. I mean, ugh. I mean, how can you look at that and be like, oh, nothing weird going on here. Yeah, no. like, definitely just undetermined drowning. Yeah. Ovid Hall Lake is about two miles from Todd Guy's apartment, and it was in the center of the area the search party had thoroughly investigated. An autopsy was conducted, and it was found he had a blood alcohol level of 0.12. And the toxicology report showed that he had both despiramine and amitriptyline, both prescribed antidepressants. Oh, two different kinds of anti. anti- <laughs> <laughs> I'm depressed. I can't say it. <laughs> <And Dr. Francis. laughs> yeah. Researched it. And um, a doctor would not prescribe one person, both of these. I, I have heard that like mixing antidepressants can like really fuck you up. Yeah. So apparently now he didn't, in the toxicology report, he didn't have a lot of it in his system, but I mean, if he had both of them, who knows what, what the effects would be, but I did right. look up and you can OD on both of these medications. And if you were to like get some kind of like side effects from it, it would uh-huh. be um, confusion, hallucinations, cardiac arrest, coma, seizures. So the confusion and the hallucinations, I think, really kind of stand out here, especially because he called his friend. It was like, I'm in a field. Yeah, the you phone know? calls. And also, I mean, just the fact that he was like, I, I've had enough. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's pretty out of character for somebody who is uh, described as like a funny, outgoing guy. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. It was also noted that the state of decomposition of Guybe's body was in intermediate, which was pretty low for have been in the water for 21 days. 
Yeah, because they, I mean, like we talked about before, like you decompose pretty fast in water. Yeah, especially, I mean, this was in, so he went missing in June and they found him in July. Yeah. Like he was, he was missing for 21 days. Like that's all the. Almost an entire month. Yeah. A summer month. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it would have been even more rapid because of the heat of the water and. Exactly. And the the parts of him that were exposed. The police determined his cause of death was drowning and closed the case. Todd's mother, who had ultimately identified him, did her own research on decomposition and concluded the state of her son's remains did not coincide with the state of other bodies who had been decomposing in water for approximately 20 days as they suggested Todd had been. What kind of research did she do? I know she looked at pictures of of decomposing bodies or decomposed bodies. um, Because she did mention that in an interview. Um, So she, and she saw her son. And so that's how she was like, there's no way my son's body would be this, this intact and this clear. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he had been in the water, according to these other, you know, pictures of, of drowning victims. Yeah. She's definitely fucking smart as hell. I mean, she's just like, she's just like a Jason John's mom and, and. and, Yeah. Advocate, advocating for, for her kid or her family member. Yeah. Just like Mitchell Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Finally, I finally (laughs) remembered his name instead of Martin's (laughs) brother. (laughs) Um, but yeah, they, I mean, you really need to advocate for your, for your loved ones when it comes to this kind of stuff. This urged her to seek out Dr. Michael Sikirica. (laughs) How about some easy names? I know. (laughs) Wait, are we going to get some easy ones? Honestly, why does everybody have to have a crazy (laughs) last name? Um, Sikirica, I think is his name. Dr. Sicky. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to call him Dr. Michael. Um, okay. <laughs> a, a forensics pathologist to do an independent investigation of the state of Todd's body. According to the previous investigation, Todd was found fully clothed with his wallet and phone on his body. Dr. Michael, Dr. Michael's investigation found that Todd had no water in his lungs. He had no insect larvae or eggs anywhere on his body and very little biofilm. His findings would conclude that Todd Guybe had only been deceased for two to five days. It's a lot shorter than 21 days that they, that the police were suggesting. Yeah. Uh, what is, I guess, describe for everybody, what is the biofilm? So... <clears throat> So biofilm is, is basically, it's the very beginning stages of algae. Cause you know how algae will just like grow, right. algae will grow on like, on like rocks and it'll grow on, um, you know, like, mm-hmm. like paddles that they've been in the water for too long. So the biofilm is that very, very like, slippery. Dark. Yeah. It's slippery, like clear. Yeah. It's like the baby algae basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
Years later, Todd Geib's mother would seek out more help from Detective Gannon and his team who enlisted the help of Dr. Eric Binbau, a forensic entomologist at Michigan State University. Do you know what an entomologist is? What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, an, entomo- an entomologist is the study of, of insects, basically. Oh, okay. Dr. Benbow explained that aquatic insects and flies would be on a decomposing body within hours or one day. Since Todd's head and shoulders were above water, other insects, like flies, would have laid their eggs inside the mouth, the ear, and on the clothes. Ew, that does not sound pleasant. No, but it's, I mean, that's how, yeah, that's how, you know, that's how that works. I mean, that's life, how, yeah. How Mother Nature is. She's yeah. a dirty bitch. But we true. love her. We love her to death. <clears throat> he also noted if Todd had been in the water for the 21 days, the biofilm and algae buildup would be would be a lot greater than it was. Um, and it could be detected by the naked eye. So the biofilm on Todd's body was not detected, was not detectable by the naked eye. Okay. Um, this would suggest Todd Guybe's body was only in the water for a couple of hours before he was found. So this is, so this, this part is really interesting. Um, so Detective Gannon and Dr. Benbow basically got five pig carcasses and put right. clothes on the pig carcasses. Um, and the reason they did that is because pigs, the pigs epidermis is a lot. It's, it's closely related to humans. To human skin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so what they did is they put the five carcasses in the same pond or the same lake that Todd Guybe was found for 21 days. And um, the, the results were pretty astounding. So by the day, by day one, the pig carcasses already had bloating. Um, no, actually, I'm sorry. It was like within the hour, the pigs, the pigs were already bloating. Um, yeah, because it's a fast, it's a fast process. Yes, in water, and and uh, by the first day, the aquatic insects were already like drawn to the pig carcasses. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the third day, the eggs were already laid. Um, and by the twenty-first day, what the police assumed happened with with Todd Guybe, by day twenty-one, the body collapsed. Like completely, like all that was left was 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 clothes. Damn. Um, the body, the the pig carcasses basically were were eaten by by the larva and uh, the bacteria in the water. Shit. So, so if he, so if Todd Guide had been in water for the twenty one days, he would there would be nothing really of him left besides his clothing. Right. Especially in the summer months where there's tons of fly or tons of insects that are reproducing and, and yeah. bacteria growth. Yeah. Um, here's where it gets really creepy. So shortly after Tyad Guybe was laid to rest, 
his mother found a smiley face sticker placed on his headstone. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and terrifying. I know. She And she she never forgot about that. But years later, when, when Detective Gannon and his team came to help her kind of re, reopen this case, they did find a spray-painted smiley face on a tree near the lake where Todd Dad's body was found. Oh, I don't like that. That's yeah, terrible. <laughs> I would be screaming. Dude, it's, I mean, his, his, his case really kind of gave me the chills. Like, ugh. like I haven't been freaked out by anybody else's, but like Brian Wellesian's case was, was kind of, was a little creepy because like, where yeah. did he go? You know? Yeah, but this, this one's but, like really rough to. Oh yeah, this picture. one is pretty is really chilling, and there's so much detail about it, yeah. you know. Yeah, and the whole pig thing, like that, really got me too. Like, yeah, I mean, how fast that, the body decomposed. Yeah, yeah, it happens so fucking quickly, and especially in the in the heat, like what you said, because it's. I mean, especially like hot, moist environments, there's a lot more bacteria that's going to breed there and there's a lot more insects that's going to be yeah, attracted to yeah. that area. I know. It's just bizarre. And his mother, like, his mother is still, you know, she's still, she's still hoping for answers. And I think, and, you know, the case, because Detective Gannon is still on the case, I, I think that you know, it, it, they're still investigating it. So. Right. Well, I hope that she gets some fucking answers because that's so fucked up. I know. It is. Um, so I want to go ahead and just do this week's uh, Missing Persons. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right. So his name is uh, Curtis Schilling III, also known as Three Wee. He was last seen in Austin, Texas on November 2nd, 2022. He's 40 years old. Um, he's five foot three. He's 150 pounds. Um, he's a white male with brown hair and hazel eyes. He has tattoos, including um, on his chest and one on his throat that says Heather. Um, if you have any information, please contact Crystal Hopper at 832-790-9866 or Shirley Jordan at 832-490-6572. Um, also, the Austin Police Department at 512-974-2000. His case number is 235-006032. Hopefully so somebody will... We'll recognize no. something, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and have we put him on our Instagram or? No, so I will be putting him on the Instagram probably today. Okay. After we record this, uh, okay. which is on Saturday, so probably Saturday. So I think that concludes um, this week's episode. That's it. That's all we have that's, for this week. Listen, that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. That's all you're getting today. No, nope. nobody's paying us. So this is all you get. <laughs> you yeah. get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nothing. Nothing. Um, you can find us on Instagram. It's nosy Nancy's. Or you can uh you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> it's nosy Nancy's too, but don't touch anything or do anything over there because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> hey, but you know what's kind of cool is we got our first bot, our first yes. sex bot. Yes. You know, what's her name, bas- Samantha? Yeah, Samantha. I think we're basically like famous now because yeah. we got our we, we got, got our a little hot bot. little hot little, little sex t- bot Twitter bot. So nobody yeah, but yeah. Samantha gets to touch the Twitter. um you can also join our uh facebook group it's nosy nancy's podcast very exclusive you have to send your request but we'll approve you immediately because it's not that exclusive (laughs) it's really not i don't even know i don't even know why we were like let's make it private but I was like, yeah. I was like, let's make it private. And now I'm like, why did I do that? I don't even know. Yeah. And, and of course, Facebook, you can't change it back to public. So no, it's really stupid. We'll um, be looking but, for your, for your pending requests. Yeah. <laughs> for immediate approval. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're desperate. So we'll yeah. take anybody, literally. Yeah. Anybody. <laughs> if Samantha, the sex if bot Samantha would like to join. Yeah. <laughs> You're you welcome, Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we are still looking. We're still, still hoping and wishing and praying, crossing our titties that somebody will uh, email us their listener stories. So you can go ahead and do that if you'd like. If you have any weird stories, like ever in your life, ever, doesn't have to be in Austin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. Literally. If yeah, you like had a weird we, oh, I was just gonna say, like, we love you guys, but like I, I know y'all got some weird shit and we wanna yeah. fucking read about it. So yeah. if you're just trying to like keep the cops from coming after you or something, just say you wanna submit it anonymously. We cast no judgment. Yeah. We won't read it <laughs> in any way to indicate that it's you. Yeah. But yeah. we know y'all got some fucking dirt. Um, you can, yeah, so you can email us those stories at nosynancys at gmail.com. And I think, hope you guys enjoyed and stay tuned for the next one. I think next week's episode is going to be the listener stories. So. That's news to me. So get your, <laughs> get your shit submitted, please. <laughs> <laughs> Like, are we going to have to start paying these people? Maybe we should just, maybe we should just pay Samantha the sex bot to write us in. Oh my God. I bet she'd have a juicy one. Oh my God. Or get AI just to write some random stories. <laughs> That's what we're about to do. That's what we're going to have to do. Oh God. Anyways. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. You guys have been great. And we really appreciate you. Yes, thank you. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Ciao. Say la vie, man.